Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Wait till you hear this story about this lady in China who may have been involved with the creation of a vaccine for the coronavirus, ironically, before they knew the vaccine was going to be necessary because the coronavirus supposedly only existed in a lab. Wait till you hear what happened with her. We would love to ask her some questions, but there's a little problem. There's a little problem with asking her questions. She's dead. Kind of weird, huh? Folks, this lab leak bioweapons coronavirus story is only, only getting worse. There's a lot to talk about. I would make the case to you right now. This is the most important story, not in America, but in the globe right now. We'd like to talk to that lady who applied for a vaccine patent for the coronavirus. But yeah, she's she's dead. It's kind of a problem. Kind of give you the bottom line up front. Do not go anywhere today, please. I humbly and respectfully ask that you pay attention to this whole show today in detail because it's devastating stuff. Hey, you don't like the big tech and the government spying on you? Well, get a VPN like I did. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I got that, um, including Obama to the rescue for the Democrats. Again, whenever the Democrats are in a panic, they always show their butts to people, always. And now they've shown their butts on uh, CRT, critical racism training. And because that's not working, Obama to the rescue. Get the righty, get the righty out of the bullpen. Today's show brought to you by our friends at ETS. Listen, new firearm owners and enthusiasts, I got a great gift for Father's Day for any time of the year. Father's Day, just extra special. You need durable, reliable, lightweight magazines that are the best in the business. Then use the ones I use, the only ones I use, especially on my AR, ETS. I want to tell you about the mags I trust from ETS for training and home defense. I use these ETS AR mags because they don't crack or break. I drop them, throw them around. I beat the crap out of these things. And they're resistant to heat, cold, UV, and harsh chemicals. They won't become brittle over time. ETS mags come with enhanced features like non-tilt followers, creep-resistant feed lips, and a clear body. Look at that. So you can see through it, count the uh, about to see about the number of uh, rounds you have left. Uh, they look pretty good, too. Better than the typical boring, same old black mags. ETS mag- magazines come with a lifetime warranty, and they're available right now for AR-15. This is actually one of mine right here. They clip together, too, which is pretty awesome. If you need durability and reliability for every situation, check out ETSmags.com. That's ETSmags.com. And while you're there, don't forget their awesome speed loaders. Load your mags like that. Save your thumbs. That's ETSmags.com. Use promo. We love promo codes. Use promo code Dan for 15% off your entire order. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so just a quick announcement of my radio show today. We played that absolutely mic drop, stunning, fantastic video audio of the great Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, a rising star in the Republican Party, Mark Robinson. He will be on the radio show today at the top of the second hour. That's our guest segment. Yes. And I'm trying to get him on my Fox show Saturday night at 10 o'clock, which would be spectacular. It'd be a double dose of Mark Robinson. Don't miss that. All right, let's ask an uncomfortable question right now. Liberals, watch my show. I know you're all lunatics. You love my show. You're obsessed with it. I still can't figure out why. I don't listen to your crap. It's boring and stupid. But you seem to think mine is boring and stupid, but you watch anyway. It's kind of bizarre. So I'm going to ask an uncomfortable question. So get questions. So get ready to claw your faces and pull your hair out and scream at the sky, you know, like you always do. You're very little self-control. And believe me, coming from me, that's saying a lot. 
Get ready. Get your get your pens out. Get ready for your articles. Because I'm waiting for it. Did China do this on purpose? Oh my gosh, the liberals are like, oh, 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 my delicate sensibilities are being hurt. Did China do this on purpose? Were they trying to destroy the Trump presidency by releasing the coronavirus? You can't say that, Dan. I can say whatever I want. That's the great part about saving all your money your entire life and really not giving a flying efferuski about what you clown liberals think. That's the best part about it. It's the, the most dangerous people on the world are the people who genuinely don't give a hmm about what you think. And uh, you can include me in that group. If there was a nine-person starting lineup for a Major League Baseball game, people who don't give a damn, I'm at first base. You know, Trump presidency, he was motoring on to re-election, had a really wonderful econo uh, ec economic situation going. Um, despite, you know, complaints about the mean tweets and stuff, everything was going pretty uh, swimmingly. Had a pretty conservative agenda, had almost unanimous support in the Republican Party. You know, did China do this on purpose? I mean, I'm asking questions, and we're going to break it down very simply in three, three parts today. A, B, and C, one, two, and three. I don't care how you categorize it. X, Y, and Z. First, again, we're going to go into what I discussed yesterday, and I said I was going to talk about today. There's a code in this virus that appears to indicate that this is man-made. Appears. Appears to indicate that. So part one, it appears man-made. The question is... Did they know? Did China know that this was man-made? Well, obviously, if they were financing making this virus. So did they know? Are they hiding it? And they try, are they trying to hide its man-made features, number one? Number two, did our Department of Defense, through a program I had never heard of until today, did our Department of Defense finance this bioweapons project in China, and are they trying to hide it now? I have some very, very interesting information put on that. And third, was it a bioweapon? That's the part where we'd like to ask some questions of Zhu Yuzhen, but she's dead, so that's a problem. Like that other Chinese researcher who died right as the coronavirus was starting. We can't find uh, that person either. So let's start with round one. This appears man-made. Did the Chinese government know? <laughs> I think you know the answer. Piece I had discussed yesterday, I said I would talk about in detail today because it lays it out, fingerprints and all, how this appears to be a man-made virus. Wall Street Journal must read piece. The science suggests a Wuhan lab leak. The COVID-19 pathogen has a genetic footprint that has never been observed in a natural coronavirus. Quay and Mueller, I, I discussed this yesterday. Just to be clear, reading that headline again for the liberals who can't read, this has never. There's a code in the coronavirus that has killed millions of people that does not exist naturally in nature. Not, actually, let me be clear: precision matters. I'm not saying it hasn't been seen yet. It could exist. We're going to do actual reporting here, unlike the media. We have not seen it yet, but we have seen it somewhere. This code in the coronavirus. I'll get to that in a second. Let's go to screenshot number one from this incredible piece about this code, fingerprint, coronavirus, which makes me think that the Chinese government has a whole lot to hide. Quote, 
In gain-of-function research, a microbiologist can increase the lethality of a coronavirus enormously by splicing a special sequence into its genome at a prime location. Doing this leaves no trace of manipulation, but it alters the virus's spike protein, rendering it easier for the virus to inject its genetic material into the victim cell. Since 1992, there have been at least 11 separate experiments adding a special sequence to the same location. The end result has always been supercharged viruses. Are we looking at a supercharged virus now? way it motored through our population and mowed down millions of people makes me believe it was supercharged. You don't have to be a virologist or epidemiologist to know that. Body bags are body bags, whether you got an MD behind your name or not. Was this a supercharged virus? Who supercharged it? Who paid to supercharge it? Was it a weapons program? Did it leak out? Why were the Chinese working on a vaccine before it may have leaked out? Did it leak out on purpose? These would all be important questions if we had a functioning media, but we don't. Part two of this piece, although the double CGG, this is what I talked about yesterday. This is a code. All you have to think about is a code, like a blueprint. These very specific base compounds code for proteins in a virus. Just think of it as a computer code. There's a line in this code, the virus called the double CGG. It's suppressed naturally. But the opposite is true in laboratory work. In other words, folks, the CGG code in coronavirus now, naturally, we don't see it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. We have not seen it. But in laboratory work, it's everywhere. Why? Because the insertion sequence of choice is the double CGG. That's because it's readily available, convenient, and scientists have a great deal of experience inserting the CGC. In other words, inserting the code into a virus to make it more lethal. We have a ton of experience with that. An additional advantage of the double CGG sequence compared with the other 35 possible choices, colon, it creates a useful beacon that permits the scientists to track the insertion in the laboratory. Now, the damning fact. It was this exact CGG sequence that appears in SARS-CoV-2. Proponents of zoonotic origin, meaning it came from animals, must explain why this novel coronavirus, when it mutated or recombined, happened to pick its least favorite combination, the double CGG. Why did it replace the choice the lab's gain-of-function researchers would have made? Why did it replicate the choice the lab's gain-of-function researchers would have made? So you get the takeaway? We've got this hallmark in the code, this double CGG and this code the virus has to code for proteins. We have yet to see it in nature, but we see it a whole lot in lab research where lab researchers are trying to make viruses super powerful and, quote, supercharged. That's in the coronavirus. You know, if we had a functioning media again, you'd say in some circles we would call that, we'd call that a clue. There was a federal agent before. That's not really a big deal. Um, you don't have to be a federal agent or a cop or any kind of high-level detective. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out that we would call that a clue. So you got a code in a virus that really only appears in lab work when you want to supercharge viruses. Gee, that's in the coronavirus? Maybe we should look at that. Here's part three, and I want, to rem- I want you to remember this name very, very well. When the lab, talking about the Chinese lab, the, the WIV, Wuhan Institute of Virology, 
When the lab's Zhizhang Li, otherwise known as the Bat Lady, and colleagues published a paper in February of 2020 with the coronavirus's partial genome, wow, this is convenient, folks. They omitted any they omitted any mention of the special sequence that supercharges the virus or the rare double CGG section. They just left that out. That's it's really weird how they left that out. Yet the fingerprint, the CGG fingerprint, is easily identified in the data that accompanied the paper. Was it omitted in the hope that nobody would notice this evidence of the gain of function origin? Gee, I don't know. I don't. They left that out. They left that out. Fellas, they left it out. Weird. The bat lady who studies coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where the virus is thought to have leaked from. It's weird how she left the one part out in the paper, the double CGG, which would seem to indicate that that was inserted by human beings to make the virus more powerful. Gosh, what an oversight. Yeah, honest mistake. He's right. On Joe, honest mistake? Yeah. Pretty much, right? Just, yeah. You think so? Sure. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Well, she left it oh, out. Yeah. yeah, she forgot. Didn't have coffee. She didn't have coffee that morning. Didn't have, didn't, <laughs> she forgot. She needed caffeine. She was short on caffeine. Just forgot to leave out only the most important thing that the double CGG, which we haven't seen yet in nature, appears in the coronavirus. Just forgot her Java. Green tea, black tea. Viverin, whatever caffeine pills you take, totally forgot it. Okay, so I said part A was going to address two components of this. Is this man-made, which now I think is likely, if not fairly obvious, yes, it appears. And second, did the Chinese government know? And what did Fauci and the U.S. government know? And why were they covering for the bat lady, Xi Zheng Li, and her partner, Peter Daszak, from the EcoHealth Alliance, who was funding a lot of this work through our taxpayer dollars, which is being sent to the bat lady. Well, here's an interesting piece of audio video from Scott Gottlieb. I'm going to play two former Trump administration officials. Why? Because these people have professional backgrounds in medicine, epidemiology, virology. These are people who understand the mechanics of viral replication. Number one. Number two. They were in the Trump administration, meaning they had access to likely classified information at the highest levels about the coronavirus. I find it awfully convenient that these two officials I'm about to play one. I'm sorry. You've seen this video three times, the second one, but it's worth playing again. Why now, now that they're not in the government anymore, now they're deciding to speak out. I'm wondering where they were before. But still, that's here's Scott Gottlieb on one of those terrible uh, weekend shows. Um, talking about how Fauci was telling people at world scientific bodies a long time ago that this may have been a lab origin and we didn't find out. Check this out. Yeah, I was told at that time back in the spring um, that Dr. Fauci had gone over to a meeting of world health leaders in Europe around the World Health Assembly and actually briefed them on the information that they were looking at, that this could have been a potential lab leak, that this strain looked unusual. So those discussions were going on, and I was told that by a very senior official in the Trump administration. I've reconfirmed that conversation. That happened you know, at the time contemporaneously with, uh, with that meeting over a year ago. Maybe we should have known about that. I mean, listen, I don't know Scott Gottlieb. I'm not piling on. I'm glad he's speaking out now, but maybe that's the kind of thing that would have been helpful a year ago. You know, I'll play some video audio of uh, Jamie Metza later, a, a whistleblower, who brings up a good point. You know, if you had a plane crash, right, and it was due to a fatal mechanical flaw, I'm just asking for the liberals, again, who have a tough time with logic here. It's really important we break through because it's only a matter of world health, literally. 
Wouldn't you want to know right away if that mechanical damage component of that plane existed on other planes? Therefore, how the crash happened? As Guy and I were, were tragically kind of quipping about this morning. Um, can you imagine like the left's new defense to this is, oh, we don't, I'm, I'm going to prove it to you later. We don't need to know where it came from. It doesn't matter. It happened. Imagine like a guy murders someone and goes, listen, dude's already dead. It doesn't really matter. Why prosecute me now? I got to bring the guy back. He's already dead. Imagine in the plane crash scenario. Plane already crashed. Everybody already died. What's the point? Maybe it's kind of critical so we don't have another lab leak that kills millions of people. Libs, just asking the question. Is that kind of important? But now they want to make this all go away. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that a little while ago with uh, Fauci. Mentioned it around, but nobody said anything. Here's again, Admiral Brett Garrard. You have to, I can't play this clip enough, who again has the liberty to speak out now, who's saying, yeah, you know, uh, that was a bioweapons program. Um, this may be man-made. And again, did they know? Huh. Kind of an important question. Check this out. It is not outrageous to hypothesize, you say, that the virus could have been part of an offensive bioweapons program and leaked out accidentally. Um, sure, that, that seems to be discount. Well, uh, that seems to be discounted by Dr. Collins and other people. I think the most likely uh, explanation is that it was gain-of-function mutation work. It leaked out. But uh, unlike the United States, the United States does not have an offensive biological weapons program. There are multiple open sources of, of intel that suggest that China has an extensive biological weapons program and that it's integrated between state laboratories, academia, and private industry. So it is not crazy, as people uh, suggest, uh, like Dr. Collins suggested, that this could have been part of a bio program. That, that was kind of important, ladies and gentlemen, no? Again, I'm going to ask the question I asked in the beginning, because unlike fake news clowns who've beclowned themselves repeatedly over the past six years, Spygate, the Hunter Biden fiasco, Wuhan lab leak, we're going to ask real questions. Was this a darn bioweapon? Did China do this on purpose? Or did they create this as a bioweapon in a lab and it leaked out? And what makes me think that may have been the story, the likely story, they were already working on a vaccine. What good is a bioweapon if it kills your people too? But it's really good if your population's vaccinated, which would be really strange if China was working on a vaccine before it leaked out. And you know what would be even stranger if the woman who filed the patent was dead, that would be really crazy, wouldn't it? Okay. We address part one. Piers man-made. Answer, I think yes. Did they know? I think hell yes. Part two, did we pay for this? And is that why everyone in the government's freaking out? And what program did we use to pay for this? And what the hell is this program doing now? Let me get to my uh, second sponsor first here. Friends at Omaha Steaks. Need a little food break here. Calm down. We should eat one of the Omaha steaks on camera. They're that good. Listen, summer's almost here. Father's Day's around the corner. Go to omahasteaks.com today. Don't wait. Type Bongino in the search bar and get the best gift out there for your dad to get out and grill a sorbet. What are you going to get him? 20 entrees he's guaranteed to love, like their ultra-juicy burgers, plump chicken breast, steakhouse fries, caramel apple tartlets, my daughter's favorite, and four 10-ounce Butcher's Cut New York strips. They're aged for 30 days, these strips. You know why that matters? So you can cut these bad boys with a plastic butter knife that's been dulled. They're that good. Age equals tenderness. They're delicious, flavorful. I put a little Omaha seasoning on there. Throw a little adobo, too. Mm. 
Plus, get four free New York Strip burgers with your order. This package is a 59% savings. It's a huge discount. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Certainly the best steak of mine. Get the little grill lines on those bad boys. <laughs> Visit omahasteaks.com. Enter keyword Bongino. And get your dad to get out and grill assortment. Plus, four free New York Strip burgers today. Send dad more than just a gift. Send him an experience he'll love and can share with you. Yeah, come over to his house and eat with him after you get those steaks over there. That's omahasteaks.com. Enter keyword Bongino today. All right, part two. Part two. Did we pay for this? And why are they hiding it? Or why do they appear to be hiding if U.S. taxpayers through a Defense Department program may have paid to develop a Chinese bioweapon that wiped out millions of people? This would only be like... This would be like a Michael Crichton novel. Crichton, is that he says? Crichton novel? Not a big uh, fiction fan. But it would be, and it would probably be like unbelievable. You'd be like, nah, that couldn't happen. That's a stupid story. There's a great article in Red State by Shipwreck Crew, who's pretty darn good. It'll be up in my newsletter today, and I encourage you to read this. Bongito.com slash newsletter is how you get the newsletter. I appreciate it when you do that, by the way. It allows me to email you direct without big tech getting involved. So it's super helpful. It's free. and It's no charge for it, of course. Obviously. This article will be there. Red State. Why was the U.S. Department of Defense funding bioweapons research at Wuhan? That sounds like a really important question. Let's go to screenshot number one from this piece. Folks, what the hell is the PREDICT program? I just heard about this this morning. And I'm going to predict that you're going to be like, holy crap, what the hell is that PREDICT program? That sounds kind of crazy. It's a little bit of a head scratcher. I'd have, to, I'd have to agree on that one. Double head scratcher. The PREDICT program is the key to understanding the funding of the EcoHealth Alliance, run by Peter Daszak, by the way, and its work with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. PREDICT is a research funding program launched in 2009 as an early warning pandemic system. Okay, that sounds all right. Between 2009 and 2019, PREDICT funded the collection of more than 140,000 biological samples that contained as many as 1,200 coronaviruses with the potential to cause human disease and pandemics. In that time period, PREDICT awarded, is this number right? 200 million in grants before the grant funding ran out and President Trump ended the program. That sounds like a good call. Of that $200 million, $63 million, nearly one-third of all PREDICT grant funds went to the EcoHealth Alliance. Remember the EcoHealth Alliance run by Peter Daszak, who was doing work with the bat lady, Xi Jing Li, I told you to remember before. Xi Jing Li, who conveniently left out the CGG, double CGG, part of her paper, the only part that would seem to indicate that it was a, a, a lab-made virus. That seems kind of weird, right, why she would leave that out? Daszak, did he not know? Was he unaware? He's supposed to be some kind of professional in this space. Was he unaware of the CGG, double CGG, and why it was left out? I haven't heard about this level of funding to EcoHealth Alliance through our Defense Department's PREDICT program uh, yet. I read about it in this piece this morning. Here's where the story gets even crazier. And it speaks to how the media colluded with what we call, and I'm using air quotes, the scientific community, because they didn't act like scientists. They act like propagandists and clowns. Here's where the story gets even worse, and you'll see the collusion here. 
The global director of PREDICT was a Dr. Jonna Mazet. It's spelled wrong here. It's M-A-Z-E-T of the University of California at Davis. When the WHO conducted an investigation into the COVID origins, it turned out Peter Daszak, they turned to him to lead the effort. He declared the origin to be zoonotic. Came from an animal and a human in an unknown fashion. Interesting. They had no evidence for that. That's strange. We now know, based on some reporting from this guy, Scott, that Daszak was the driving force behind a letter published in March of 2020 in The Lancet, one of the leading medical journals in the world, signed by 27 scientists from around the world, and declaring the origins is natural, folks, not from the Wuhan Institute, nothing to worry about. I'm going to go to the letter in a minute. And I want you to see how they panicked immediately. They must have known about this CGG fingerprint, that this thing was from a lab. They made the lab. We'll get to the vaccine part, the weapon part in a second. Lady turns up dead, but this is really crazy. The PREDICT program, we're talking millions of dollars now in funding that may have wiggled its way into this Chinese Wuhan Institute of Virology through intermediaries. When they panic, what do they do? They go to a supposedly science-based journal, very famous journal, by the way, The Lancet, and they write a letter. Dashak, according to this reporting, marshals the effort to write this letter to say, nobody look at the lab leak here. Everybody tracking me? Everybody see where I'm going with this here? Dashak, of course, whose organization's funding this Wuhan Institute of Virology through taxpayer money. No, no, no. Don't look at Wuhan. Don't look there. It's natural. It's from bat soup, whatever. And look, they write this letter. Let's go to the letter because we have a screenshot of this letter here in The Lancet. This is supposedly a reputable scientific journal. The Lancet headline, Statement in Support of the Scientists, Public Health Professionals, and Medical Professionals of China Combating COVID-19. This is the big wave off that says, don't you dare, March of 2020, don't you dare bring up the fact that this virus may be a bioweapon lab leak or just a lab leak out of the Wuhan Institute. It definitely came from bat soup with some turmeric in it. No problem at all. Look at that. Oh, look at those signatures on that letter. Look at the people who put their names on it. Peter Daszak, we see him. Oh, John Amazit. Oh, my gosh. That's really strange. Who's supposedly the head of this PREDICT program. I don't know how much they were predicting there. That's kind of strange. Yana Mazid, her name right there. Thanks for that highlight. And then Jeremy Farrar, too, is on there, too. Who's Jeremy Farrar? Well, if you watched yesterday's show, you would know Jeremy Farrar is the guy who sent this email here, which is really strange because they're all signing this letter saying, don't you dare pay attention to that this may have come from the Wuhan lab. We need to hide that because we may have financed the Chinese bioweapon that killed millions of people. And, of course, the Lancet played right along. Here's what's crazy. The guy, Jeremy Farrar, received an email from a guy named Edward Holmes. And he says, Edward says to Jeremy Farrar, who signed the letter, waving everyone off the lab leak. He says, hey, I didn't mention other anomalies about the, talking about the virus, as this will make us look like loons. So Farrar is apparently being informed by other people in this medical professional space, virology space, that, hey, there are some anomalies in this, but don't worry, we didn't mention those because we don't want to look like loons. Well, why would you look like loons? Well, because the media did not want to advance Trump's theory that this was from uh, China and a lab leak. So, of course, it was all about damaging Trump and the truth was subordinated. Okay, now we get to the coup de grace here. Folks, this is, I saw this this morning. My friend Kyle Becker, he's a good man. 
Hal Becker has Becker News. This is going to be again in the newsletter. If you don't read it, my newsletter is useless. Don't ever. If you don't want to get on the newsletter for this one, I totally understand. But it's this is a really this is a must read piece. I'm not overselling it. My friend Kyle Becker at Becker News. I'm going to read the headline. Let me just get to my third sponsor, and I'm going to go through this because, again, the last few days I've suspected strongly this is a Chinese bioweapon that they may have unleashed on purpose. May not, but I'm allowed to ask questions because I'm, a, you know, I believe in free speech, unlike ScrewTube and Facebook. But in this Becker news piece, there's some pretty damning information that leads me to believe that this, in fact, was a bioweapon that may have leaked out. All right, let me get to my third sponsor. We'll fire away on this stuff. My friends at Liquid IV. This stuff is great. You ever try this stuff? If not, you need to try it today. He loves it. So does my wife, Paula. Listen, we push our bodies hard sometimes. You feel run down. You feel really terrible sometimes. It's important to take care of yourself. Hydration is at the top of the list, plus proper intake of vitamins and minerals. Hydration multiplier plus immune support is a cutting-edge blend of vitamin C, zinc, and Wellmune. It has a convenient single-serve packet to help strengthen your immune system. Here, you want to see one? Right here, I'll show you. These things are really cool. You just dump them right in some water. Here's a packet. Right there. You just take the top off, put that water. It tastes delicious. It's absolutely fantastic. It supports good health. Zinc, the second most abundant trace mineral in the body, supports immune cell, immune cell health and function. Wellmune, it's a naturally sourced beta-glucan that's proven to help strengthen your immune system. Plus, there's vitamin C, which we all know, healthy, uh, help, helpful for your immune system. Each packet's bursting with fresh, natural tangerine flavor. It tastes uh, absolutely delicious. Liquid IV can provide two to three times more hydration than water alone. The blend is powered by cellular transport technology designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other nutrients. It has the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium, delivers water and key nutrients into the bloodstream fast. It's a perfect balance to help strengthen your immune system quickly and effectively keep you hydrated. Get your liquid IV hydration multiplier plus immune support in bulk at Costco or order online and get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and you use promo code Bongino at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code Bongino at liquidiv.com. Stuff is spectacular. They have a whole bunch of great products over there. The hydration multiplier, put at the top of the list, immune support, absolutely fantastic. All right, back to the show. Again, I'm not overselling this Becker news piece. Now we're going to get to part three. First was, was it man-made? I think it's yes. They knew it. Second, did we pay for it? It's pretty clear we did at this point. That's why people are trying to hide it. Third, what did we pay for? And was it a bioweapon? And who are the people who would know that? Well, if you were developing a bioweapon, right? I, I have to repeat this because it's important. You would want a viral bioweapon that you were in fact immune to. Or what would be the point? You want to create a zombie virus that creates zombie? You'd be a zombie dude. You need the anti-zombie vaccine. So wouldn't it be really odd if people within the Chinese government were creating a vaccine before this became a global pandemic? That would say to me, again, having been a former criminal investigator, but you don't have to be a genius to figure that out. And that's candidly irrelevant for this. You just have to have common sense. If they were developing a vaccine before the coronavirus leaked down became a global pandemic, then that would indicate to me they were doing it for a reason. Why create a vaccine for a virus and spend all those assets, all of that government money, Vi developing vaccines is expensive. Why do that for a virus that doesn't exist in the human population? Can you can someone answer that for me? 
Please, I'm just asking a question. Why would you do that? Because you wanted it out there in the population, either as a bioweapon or something else. I'm just asking. Here's screenshot number one from this piece that you really should read. So he's citing some uh, journalism, actual journalism done in uh, the Australian uh, newspaper. This is where this quote is from in the beginning. And Kyle Becker is talking about this uh, woman, Zhu Yuzen. It says, Zhu, who conducted the research in in conjunction with the Wuhan Institute, the University of Minnesota, and the New York Blood Center, was the first to file a patent for a COVID-19 vaccine on February 24th of last year, according to documents obtained by the Weekend Australian. This was only five weeks after China admitted there was human-to-human transmission of the virus. Kyle goes on here. The holder of the patent here is striking. Zhu Yuzhen is listed as the lead inventor on a patent application lodged by the Institute of Military Medicine, Academy of Military Science of China's People's Liberation Army, the report said. I mean, if you were creating a bioweapon you needed a vaccine for, wouldn't you have some military correlate with it? Well, what better person than the lead researcher for an affiliate of the People's Liberation Army of China? Again, is that just, is is that a fair appeal to common sense? Like, if we were making a bioweapon, we'd probably have our army involved and our military personnel in China, like it appears China did with this coronavirus and the vaccine patent they filed before it was a global pandemic. The Australian, this is a going on in Becker's piece, the Australian contacted a viral expert who corroborates that the vaccine timeline, ladies and gentlemen, is impossible. Because you may be saying, Dan, you know, February, all right, it was it was freaking out around the globe. It was killing people. It was doing its thing. It was expanding. So they put in a, you know, a patent for a vaccine. No, no, this expert saying that timeline's not possible. This guy Petrovsky, a medical researcher at Flinders, who I discussed yesterday, he's developed the COVID vaccine, said while it's technically possible to have a vaccine in this time frame, it appeared to be a remarkable achievement. He said it left open the possibility Chinese scientists, listen, were working on a vaccine before authorities publicly admitted there was a coronavirus outbreak. Says to me they were probably creating a bioweapon that either got out intentionally or accidentally, and they were like, Holy, we need to get that vaccine stat. Remember the one we were working on? So, as I said when I opened the show, it'd be really good if we could talk to Zhu Yuzhen right now. That would be spectacular. Can someone interview her? Of course they can't because she's dead. Quote, the plot thickens. One of the scientists involved in the research, Zhu Yuzhen, was the subject of a, quote, unexplained death in May 2020 after a probe into the origins of COVID-19 had begun. Oh my God. This, is, this is like insane. This is insane. This is absolutely insane. There's another piece of the Becker piece I didn't include in here. Folks, our DIA, not our CIA, our DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, has apparently gotten a hold of a Chinese defector from the People's Liberation Army, someone who has some affiliation with this virology research in China. A defector, someone who left China and is dropping dimes on him right now. 
What does that have to do with Zhu Yuzhen? Zhu Yuzhen turning up dead? Maybe people in China and everyone involved in this program to create a potential bioweapon and a vaccine to inoculate the uh, Chinese military first before they unleash this or planned on unleashing it or were going to unleash it in the future. Maybe everyone else is dead too. And this defector got wind of the whole dead thing and was like, that dead thing isn't for me. So I'm going to find my way to the United States. And it makes me wonder if some people inside the government know now that we've got China by the short ones right now. And that's why they're leaking out that, hey, Houston, we got a problem. We in the media and the Lancet and Dashak and everyone else said all along this was an animal origin guy, uh, guys. But this defector story is totally different. He doesn't want to be dead. Dead's not good. It's not pet cemetery. Sometimes dead is better. Dead is not better. Dead is really bad. I don't care what the guy from the Munsters is telling you in Pet Cemetery. Dead is not better. And maybe this Chinese defector talking to our defense intelligence agency now. Isn't it weird he's talking to the defense intelligence agency too? There Maybe they're talking about this Chinese bioweapons program right now, and that's why the media is in a panic. You think of that? That occurred to anyone on the left yet? That you may be in a corner? You may have gotten caught in yet another lie? Your Hunter Biden lie, your Spygate lie, your PP tape lie. You may have been caught in another. What's that a lab leak? Is that conspiracy? Do you ever wake up in the morning and say, my gosh, how did I get this stupid so fast? Do you ever say that? How did I drop so many IQ points so quickly? What is it? Is it some kind of viral infection in your cerebral cortex? Is it, what is it, bovine spongiform encephalopathy or something like that? Eating holes in your brain, like prions eating holes in your brains? How are you always this dumb? Well, you might say, gosh, at least the media is coming around now. Just kidding. Of course they're not. They're losers. So here's a supercut from the great Tom Elliott at Grabian. Highly recommend his social media accounts. They're spectacular. So the media is trying a few narratives now because they're realizing probably because of this defector from China telling them, hey, guys, this may have been a bioweapons thing. Everybody's turning up dead and dead isn't better for me. So the media is probably getting wind now that, gosh, we're on the amazingly the wrong side of another story. It's phenomenal how stupid we are. So they're like, how do we spin this now? Well, we could tell the truth. And of course, people in the media on the left who have no morals and dignity, they're like, tell the truth. Of course, we're not going to tell the truth. Let's blame Donald Trump. Check this out. It's important to remember that part of the issue when this was first being reported on and discussed back a few months after the pandemic had begun was that then President Trump and Mike Pompeo, uh, the uh, secretary of state, both suggested they had seen evidence that this was formed in a lab. And they also suggested it was not released on purpose, but they refused to release the evidence showing what it was. And so because of that, that made this instantly political. The problem of the of the Trump of uh, President Trump uh, throughout the pandemic was because everything was so politicized. You couldn't possibly even raise this this idea without becoming some kind of a crazy, wacky Trumper who has, you know, spreading fake news. Only when Trump's pandemic hoax, just a bad flu, too much testing is the problem, BS failed, and we were way behind on the fight against a deadly pandemic, they needed to distract China, a convenient target. Donald Trump had people talking about Donald Trump, including us, 24 hours a day. Under the Trump administration, every single day, as you rightly describe, uh, we were dealing with the circus and P.T. Barnum. Uh, folks, these people have no dignity at all. They they really don't. It's I, I they gotta have families at home. How do they walk into their houses at night and hold their chins up with their kids around? I know that's tough to say, but it's true. I mean, do you have any dignity left? 
a nuclear-powered enemy of the United States that's committed to the destruction of our country, to the destruction of the country your kids live in, to you liberal lunatics, this country, they are absolutely committed to it, may have leaked a bioweapon that killed millions of people, including hundreds of thousands here, and affected, infected for us, crushed businesses and lives, led to suicides, loss of a year and a half of schooling for kids, and all you can think about, you absolute pieces of human waste, are Donald Trump. You never once thought to reflect on your role in this whole thing. So when the blame Trump doesn't work, the human waste brigade and the media, because that's what they are, the, no dignity with these people, none. I, they're, they're a laughing stock, a joke. And the joke's on you. They're realizing that's not going anywhere. No one actually, but just look at the public poll. No one actually believes that. Donald Trump was the one saying from the beginning, this was probably China. While you idiots in the media are like, it's not China, it's like a billionaire. So that's not working. So they're trying number two now. Check out this tweet by the dreadful 538 blog who's managed to screw up a prediction of just about uh, every election recently. Here's a tweet from 538, another clown blog. Does it matter if there was a lab leak? Here's narrative number two. Try again. Number one, round one, blame Trump. Going nowhere. Everybody's laughing at you losers. So round two is, does it really matter? Um, well, we kind of touched on this in the beginning of the show. And Jamie Metzl on Fox News yesterday said it far better than I will right here. Well, why does it matter if there was a lab leak? You know, not the media. You'd think they'd measure their role in it and in covering up the greatest scandal of our time again. Nah, they don't care. Here's Jamie Metzl. He says it great. Okay. I wanted to get your take on why do you think it is so important for us to get to the bottom of how this pandemic got started? So there's a reason why after a plane crashes, we do everything possible to understand what happened. If, we're not, if we don't learn those lessons, there are other planes that are in the air. Uh, for all we know, the next pandemic is just around the corner. And if we don't understand and fix our biggest problems, we're going to be at unnecessary risk. We have to get to the bottom of this, which means asking the tough questions and following the data wherever it leads. Is this hard? I mean, is this hard? Do we really need Jamie Metzl, who's been a whistleblower on this from the start? Do we really, are we really that, have we fallen down the rabbit hole so far that we need him to explain to us that if a deadly bioweapon or even a lab-created pathogen leaked out, that we should probably know that so it doesn't happen again and kill millions more? Do we really need him to explain that? The answer is, unfortunately, yes, because we have a media infrastructure in this country with no dignity or soul. None. These are not serious people. These are morally compromised, genuinely evil human beings who have no dignity left. And they wonder why in public polling, People respect the local neighborhood dog in front of the fire department more than they expect, uh, respect people in the media. You, you wonder why? Because at least the dog in front of the fire department, you get to pet him, he licks you once in a while, he never lies to you. All right, yesterday I discussed uh, the three things. If we were going to destroy America from the inside, the three ways I would do it because they're happening right now. They're happening right in front of our very eyes. I discussed how the first way to destroy America from the inside, you're never going to destroy us from the outside, at least not anytime soon. Again, never say never, but we have such a powerful military. 
And when the going gets tough, America's always figured it out. What is it? Uh, what did Winston Churchill say? In the end, you can always count on America after they've tried everything else to do the right thing. But I suggested if you were going to rot that core from the inside out, the best way to do it would be to get the population to hate each other through critical race training. Get people to hate each other the minute they see each other. On superficial characteristics, it mean nothing. Skin color, all of it. Just get them to hate each other. Critical racism theories, it's teaching America how to be racist. We fought a civil war and we fought a civil rights movement. Believe me, there was fighting on the ground here going on for that. Fire hoses, dogs, batons. We fought a civil rights movement to wipe the stain of racism from our society. The de jure kind. And hopefully the de facto kind, which I think we've done and we've, we've, we've come a long way. Critical racism training is trying to bring all that back. So you do that first, then you cut off the police, engage in a war on the police so that when we hate each other and we're fighting in the streets, BLM terrorists, Antifa, the police can do nothing to stop it, right? And then number three would be to allow our global adversaries who are nuclear-powered unprecedented access to propagandize our, our population, which our American media does by kissing the ass of China collectively, as we're seeing through this Wuhan story. Well, the libs are panicking now, folks, because step one, the critical racism training, people are fighting back everywhere. Americans won't have that. We won't. We won't have it. You will never teach us to hate each other. Uh, liberals hate you already. That's fine. That's 30% of the population. Nobody pays attention to those idiots anyway. But in mass, America won't go for it. In the long run, we will always do the right thing. And we realize that these liberal racists are trying to create a racist America again. And we're not having it. So whenever liberals panic, they always show their collective asses. Every time. Always. They bend over and show you their butts. They panic when we don't back down. What they were expecting here is to teach your kids to be racist through critical racism training. They were expecting you to back down when you finally saw what your kids were being taught because they were going to call you a racist. You open up the textbook, you're like, your son is white, therefore he's an oppressor. And you're like, what? Uh, huh? You're looking at the paper like, no, 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 not down with this. Not my bag of donuts right here. You go to a school board meeting. No, my, my son's not an oppressor. We don't teach our kids that. We value people for who they are, not their skin color. And the libs thought, don't worry, we'll just call them racist. White supremacists. And they thought you'd shut up. Not only did you not shut up, parents are doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down, giving the double-barreled middle finger, you know, the family-friendly finger, right? Giving the double-barreled middle finger and are going for right now, going for it all over the country. When liberals sense fight back, when people fight back, they panic. So here comes the closer. Here he is. This is not by mistake. Here comes Obama. Liberal God, scion of the left. The chanting begins when they see Obama. Oh. They love, they genuflect in front of him like a, in that Superman, Batman movie when Superman in the dream sequence comes down and all the little like soldiers there, they get on their knees. That's what happens when Obama walks by. So here's Obama to the rescue trying again to scare uh, people on the right and conservatives and the genuine freedom-loving people in the United States trying to scare them off of attacking critical race theory. Check this out. I also think that there are certain right-wing uh, media venues, for example, that monetize and capitalize on stoking the fear and resentment of 
a white population that is witnessing a changing America and seeing uh, demographic changes and and do everything they can to give people a sense that um, uh, their way of life is threatened and that people are trying to take advantage of them. And we're seeing it right now, right, where uh, you would think with all the public policy debates that are taking place right now that, you know, the Republican Party would uh, be engaged in a significant de debate about uh, how are we going to deal with the economy and what are we going to do about climate change and what are we going to do about... Lo and behold, the, the single most uh, important issue to them apparently right now is critical race theory. Who knew? Who knew? I knew. You see this guy? This total zero of a president out of the bullpen. Bring in the righty. Is he a lefty? I don't even know. I think he's a lefty, which is all right. Bring in the lefty. They're every single time. They've got to bring in Obama to try to save them because they know America is giving them the collective middle finger. We are not going to teach our, kid to be, uh, our kids to be racist. No, thanks. We are not interested. Hard pass. So they bring in the lefty, which is probably more appropriate given his ideological leaning. Bring him in. Get the lefty. You, you see what he did there? Again, it's an attempt using the media communists, propagandists in the media like that Zero, Anderson Cooper, and others, trying to get them to send the message out to right-wing media to quote Obama that don't you dare talk about critical race. No, no, now we're going to triple down. Because we just don't care about you idiots anymore. You doubt me that their strategy, here's their strategy. Call opponents of critical racism theory racist themselves and they'll back off. Here's the, look at this tweet by The Intercept. Parents, mostly white. He brought up a good point. How do they know that? Was there a genetic test at the door? What they do? Was there a census form they had to fill out at the door? This is, this is them. Yeah, this is supposed to be a, a news organization, which is hilarious. Parents, mostly white have been storming school board meetings across the state of Georgia over the last few weeks, heeding a call by conservative demagogues to fight against critical race theory being taught in schools. Yes, yes, double, triple, quadruple down. You'll see tweets like this every day. Just ignore them completely. Ignore them completely and power straight ahead. Straight ahead. Ignore all the left. Nobody is paying attention to these leftist lunatics. Ignore them. Power straight ahead. Obama's out of the bullpen. It's not making a difference. Parents aren't having it. I've got a piece of video up next showing you how crazy, how crazy they've gotten. A woman, Mara Gay on MSNBC, who is totally triggered by a sight of the American flag. You're not going to want to miss this. We're going to post some W's today, too, by the way. Hey, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you probably heard me talk about my Helix mattress. Helix has gone beyond the bedroom and they started making sofas. The mattresses are great. The sofas are terrific too. They've launched a new company called Allform. They're making premium, customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. And what makes an Allform sofa really cool? Well, for starters, it's an easy way to customize a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of the traditional stores. Pick your fabric. You can make it spill and stain and scratch resistant. The sofa color, pick the color of the legs, sofa size, and the shape to make sure it's perfectly contoured and fits in your room. My daughter's got one. She loves it. They've got armchairs and love seats all the way up to an eight-seat sectional. Something for everyone. You can customize it by starting small. Buy seats later on if you want your all-form all sofa to grow and change with you when you move. All-form sofas are delivered directly to your home with fast, free shipping. In the past, if you want to order a sofa, it can take weeks or even months. And you need someone to come and assemble it in your home. All-form has simple, quick assembly. No tools needed. 
We have one. Again, my daughter loves it. Paula put it together like that. Dan, you didn't put it together? No, my wife did. I helped a little bit at the end. And if getting a sofa without trying in the store sounds a little risky, don't worry. You get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free, and they'll give you a full refund. I can vouch for these. These are great. They also have a forever warranty, literally forever. That's how confident they are in their product. To find your perfect sofa, don't wait. Check out allform.com slash Dan. And All Form is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners again at allform.com slash Dan. Great stuff. Check it out. All Form. Okay. Showing you how the left is totally melting down now. They want you to be racist again. They are racist. Critical racism theory is racist. There is there, That's not up for dispute. There, the debate is settled. The debate, as they say about climate change, left, the science is settled. Critical race theory is racist. If you believe in it, you are not a soft racist. You are a hardcore, steaming, stenching racist. I'm very sorry. So here's a Mara Gay on uh, MSNBC who was driving around an area I'm familiar with, Long Island, New York. And my gosh, she is so intimidated by MAGA stickers and the American flag. It triggered her into this embarrassing exchange. Uh, again, every uh, when she appears on TV, it's usually uh, newsworthy because she'll say something ridiculous. Check this out. I was on Long Island this weekend uh, visiting a really dear friend, and I was really disturbed. I saw you know dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, yep. uh, Trump yep. flags, and some cases just dozens of American flags, which, you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was, this is my country. This is not your yep. country. I own this. <laughs> this woman is a total laughing stock. Do you see how uncomfortable they are? Anyone who has a different political belief, all, keep in mind, all Mara Gay has seen is an American flag and a bumper sticker. She has no idea who that person is, what their backstory is. My wife is an immigrant from Colombia. She proudly wears her uh, MAGA hat. She has a Trump hat she wears when she works out. Who is Mara Gay to tell my wife about who she thinks her America or not is? These people are jokes. They're clowns. They're an embarrassment. And this is why America, they are going to get annihilated in these elections coming up at the at the election booth. They are going to get destroyed. You doubt me? Gee, can we skip ahead a second to the next Washington Examiner? McAllen, Texas. You doubt me? Here we go. Washington Examiner. Republican wins mayoral race, a majority Hispanic. McAllen, Texas. Oh. This is because of people. Oh, oh yeah. Like Marigay. America is not going to do what you want them to do and be racist. And judge people by bumper stickers. They're not going to do it. They are not going to do it. McAllen, Texas, and the county, those are border counties in southern Texas. McAllen, Texas voted in a Republican. It's, it's technically a nonpartisan election, but he's a Republican, the guy who won. Folks, do you understand this is an 85% Hispanic district? That Hillary Clinton in 2016... I think one by 40 points, a portion of it. You think America's Hispanic population wants to walk around judging everyone by the color of their skin and a bumper sticker on their car? That's for you. That's for you, Libs. That's for you sitting in mommy's basement again. No, you don't have jobs and you don't work for a living or anything. If you do, you're an academic or an influencer or something. You don't have real jobs. So people have real jobs. 
generally vote conservative and Republican because they work for a living. They believe in a meritocracy and hard work, and they work with people who believe in hard work. Shocker, who happen to be black, Hispanic, Asian, Muslim, Jewish, Catholic, doesn't really matter because we believe in merit, meritocracy, and character. You guys want to segregate yourself and your your little, what, black-only, was it, college dorms? Remember that they had a black-only graduation? Remember, oh, my gosh, Dan, that sounds horrible. No, no, that was a story we ran on our show. They want to segregate themselves in their little liberal enclaves. You go right ahead. We want nothing to do with you. Do your thing. The difference is, whereas you're absolutely committed to segregation, I've said repeatedly, I don't want to live anywhere near liberals, but it's a free country. You go wherever you want. You want to buy in my county? Go right ahead. I'd rather you not. I still don't understand why you want to live near us. You say we're the deplorable smellies. But liberals, no. Liberals are only five minutes away from using force to keep conservatives away from them. I'm not kidding. They're that cr- You should see the death threats we get. Not a victim. Don't care. Live the long, fruitful life, folks. You know what? You want to make a martyr out of me one day? You go right ahead. I really don't care. Don't say that, Dan. No, I mean it. Don't care. Don't care. You'd only prove my point. The most violent people I have ever seen. If I only had a list, I don't put them on there because the language is so awful. It's a family-friendly show. If you only saw the volume of threats and stuff I get on my account, you'd be stunned. I think you would. I think you'd be shocked. Let me go to one last story I want to wrap with because it's just fascinating. Any of you use those encrypted apps out there? You know, the encrypted communication apps. There's a lot of them. Well, here's a heads up a for you. Sydney Morning Herald. Organized crime dealt a heavy blow, says the prime minister, after global police thing cracks open an encrypted app. Fergus Hunter, Sydney Morning Herald. Go to a screenshot from this bad boy. Better hope right now you weren't one of those people using the Anon app, Anon, short for, I guess, Anonymous, because the app was covertly in control by the FBI and Australian police, who introduced the technical ability to decrypt the communications on the platform and have been monitoring the platform for years. The surveillance yielded enormously valuable intelligence before the platform was shut down on Tuesday. The app was installed on a specifically modified Google Pixel phone. Organized crime used it to, uh, to uh, uh, organized crime figures loved it. These figures were then used to promote and distribute the, plat- distribute the platform to the underworld and help grow its user base significantly. So if you're using this Anom app, thinking this is great, it's all anonymous, I'm talking to my criminal buddies. Uh, not so much. Piers, an FBI informant, introduced the app to a bunch of organized crime figures out there. Who then were like, this is great. Oh, yeah, it was great. For the FBI, there were 220 arrests made. I expect uh, a whole lot more out of that. Think your communications are anonymous? I don't know. All right, one last one. Red News, Blue News. He's going to put together a thing. Red News, Blue News. Two quick headlines, folks. Remember President Trump? Don't come here. You got to come here legally. Washington Post headline. When President Trump said it, headline, our country's full. Trump's declaration carries far-right echoes that go back to the Nazi era. Oh, my gosh. Tell him the country's full. Don't come here. You're definitely a Nazi. Kamala Harris literally said the same thing. Don't come here. 
Washington Post headline. Harris warns Guatemalans they'll be turned back if they come to the U.S. border illegally. Ha! Ha! I like that at the top. That's good. Did you throw those pictures in there? That's pretty cool. Well, if you're watching the Rumble, it's pretty. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Nice work. Red news, blue news. It's going to be a new segment for us. How the media covers conservatives versus how they cover liberals when the exact same thing happens. Red news, blue news. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Don't miss my radio show today. Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson, who gave that mic drop speech the other day, I covered on my show. Uh, just fantastic. And remember, we asked a question at the beginning of the show. And uh, Libs, the more you come after us for a conspiracy theory, I'm warning you now, the more I will talk about it, I will discuss it every day until we get an answer. Was this a bioweapon? Was this released intentionally? Were the Chinese working on a vaccine? Or was it a bioweapon that leaked out and the Chinese panicked, covered it up, and so did the media? And uh, their surrogates here in the United States, in the science community. It's a really stunning story. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. Don't miss the radio show. And be sure to set your DVR Saturday night, 10 p.m. Thanks for making the show beginning unfiltered with Dan Bongino an enormous success. I owe it to you. Thank you so much. It means a lot. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.